long to be, a magical trip report podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Virginia and I am your host. If you like what you hear today, I'd love it if you could rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. And don't forget to follow the show on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. I would love to connect with you over there. This week, I am so thrilled to welcome to the show Kate, who, along with her husband James, is at ever.after.adventures on Instagram. This dynamic duo has a huge trip coming up, and I can't wait for you to hear all her plans for this epic adventure. And with that, here's Kate. Welcome, Kate, to Where I Long to Be. Thank you so much. I am excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. This is where I long to be. I have longed to have you on the show. So this is like thrilling to me because I followed you on Instagram for a bit now. And so you're a bit of an Instagram celebrity in my mind because you're always in my feed. So I don't know (laughs) if I'm just like your target market, but... (laughs) But I love it. So it's like my Instagram has come to life right here on my screen. I'm glad to know that I'm in someone's feed. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Your 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 channel is so much fun, both on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, so I guess before we get into anything, why don't you give our listeners a little taste of of who you are, where they can find you, and and then how did you get into both loving Disney, and then also into the creator space. Definitely. Uh, So my name is Kate. I am one half of ever.after.adventures is our handle, both on YouTube and on Instagram. Um, It's myself and my husband, James. I do a lot of the creative stuff. He does a lot of the appearing in video stuff, and it just works for us. Um, so how I got into Disney is like a lifelong story. I have been a fan of Disney since I was a small child. I vividly remember, and I'm sure the rest of my family vividly remembers me like prancing around the house being Belle. Um, that was the first movie that I memorized every single word to, and I was constantly singing it. And like, into my adult years, I just never let go of it. It was always a passion. I I hit it a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, at a certain point in time when you're a teenager, it becomes uncool to admit that you're a big Disney fan. Uh-huh. Um, but I'd like to think love, that's changing, though. I, I, I think so, too. I, I think, think maybe today, like, they're so much more grounded in, in themselves and so much more confident. I love Gen Z teens. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so James actually, uh, he's not going to be a part of the podcast, uh, but he got into Disney sort of because of me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I convinced him that that's where we should go for our honeymoon trip. He had not really, not that he didn't want to, but we negotiated. So he's like, we'll go to Disney as long as I can have a few days at Universal because it's going to be way more fun, way cooler, bigger roller coasters and things like that. But then the second he stepped foot on Disney property, he was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. like another world. I am in love. He he completely fell in love with Disney, completely understood why it was such a passion for me. And now mm-hmm. it's our thing together, which is so cool. And I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I always say that Universal is a ton of fun. I love it, I, especially Harry Potter. And I love big coasters like Velocicoaster and that sort of thing. But Disney's magic. Yeah. And when I'm at Universal, I can give it a couple of days. I get all the rides and I want. And then I'm like, all right, let's go back to Disney. But if I'm at Disney, I could literally live there, I think. I mean, who doesn't dream of of living down the road at Golden Oak and (laughs) – Or in Cinderella Castle. Exactly. (laughs) But I don't know about you. Are you getting the Golden Oak uh, emails like – are you still interested in living here type thing? Like, I don't get those as much probably because I'm Canadian, Okay, Um, but definitely still want to live there. Absolutely. Without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah. I get them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's still a dream. Still not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're Canadian. Um, Why don't you tell everyone where you are coming to us from? 
Uh, so I live right downtown Toronto, biggest city in Canada. Um, it's fun. I've lived here most of my life. I did live mm -hmm. a brief little period in Florida, a brief little period in Newfoundland, but Toronto is home. Okay. Where in Florida did you live? Uh, Clearwater. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Fun Very place. nice. Yes. I, I spent a day on the beach at Clearwater years ago before I was into Disney, actually, and it was beautiful. It's yeah. very beautiful. White sand. Yes, yes. And clear water. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're here today because you have a trip coming up. And this is kind of a long trip with lots of parts to it. So let's just start with the dates. What dates will you be traveling? Uh, so we will leave Toronto on December 16th. We will arrive back in Toronto January 8th. Okay. All right. When you are leaving, will you be leaving on a jet plane? We will not. Okay. <laughs> so we are all about the road trips. Um, the first trip that we ever did, we flew. And then um, I, I've been driving down to uh, to. Florida, sorry, not Disney, to Florida mm -hmm. with my family uh, since I was eight years old. So I'm, I was always super familiar with the road trip. And I convinced James that we should try a road trip. And mm -hmm. once we had one under our belts, he's just convinced this is the way for us to travel to Disney. Nice. I do love a good road trip. So um, when you are doing this road trip, are you switching off with the driving or one of you primarily? Um, James does the majority of the driving, especially at night or once the sun sets, because my eyes are not that great, but we do mm -hmm. switch off during the day. Okay. And do you go the same route every time? No. So the okay. route that we love is sort of the mountainy route that takes mm -hmm. us through New York, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, South mm -hmm. Carolina, North Carolina, like those kind of states. Mm -hmm. um, but that can be really treacherous if the weather is bad because there are so many mountains and there's not a whole lot of uh, exits that way if you need to like escape to safety. Yeah. Um, so we usually pay attention to the forecast in the winter. And if it's going to be bad weather, we'll take the I-75, which is the route that takes you through like Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. Okay. So for this, this one, you're going to take the mountainous route or? We'll figure it out next Friday. <laughs> okay. All right. Is it snowy where you are? Because I follow some other people in Canada and I have noticed a lot of snow, but I don't know. Is that everywhere? <laughs> we haven't had our first big snowfall yet. Okay. Which All I right. love because I don't like snow. <laughs> oh, you don't? Well, that's interesting. Okay. So if you don't like snow, is there a time where you might consider moving out of Canada? Mm. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, I don't want to dive into politics, but mm -hmm. politics would need to be better. Okay. Consider moving, if that makes sense. Sure. Without sure. Do it too deep. Yes. Nope. Makes total sense. <laughs> makes total sense. Okay. Um, yeah. I I myself am not a fan of cold weather. So New York is as far north as I ever want to go. Um, and if I, I I've been saying for the past couple of years, like if I could move somewhere warmer, I would love it. Um, but I will have to admit, and Charles will be shocked to hear this if he in fact listens to the episode, which I mm -hmm. doubt he will. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's been something in the past couple of months, um, and maybe it's just because we've been doing all of like the high school tours with Alex. And so I've been kind of been forced to get out of my normal routine and go back to places that I used to go to a long time ago and neighborhoods that I just haven't been to since I was like in my early 20s when I was very infatuated with New York. And I feel it reigniting in me <laughs> where I'm like, no, this is really cool that I live here. <laughs> so I, I agree. Know. Like, 
in Toronto, like I, I grew up in the suburbs and then I moved into the city, but sort of on the outskirts of the city near like mm -hmm. uh, this park called High Park that we have. That's really beautiful, but it's not downtown. Mm -hmm. And for the last two or three-ish years, we've been living right downtown. And sometimes yeah. I hate it because there's a lot of problems with living downtown, like traffic and noise and stuff like that. But yeah. we can walk to absolutely anything. And mm -hmm. it really does make me love Toronto again more than I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do say though, like when we get to retirement age, I would love to have a home near Disney and kind of do the snowbird thing and go back yeah. and forth because the idea of winters down there where it's much warmer and then summers up here where there's so much to do in the city in the summer and then also like be able to come back and do Christmas week in the city and that sort of thing sounds really appealing. So I literally talk about that all the time. That is my dream yeah. life. I want to be a snowbird. Yeah. No, my, my friends and I talk about and we're like, maybe we should get houses that are like right next door and, you know, do that sort of thing where we're just constantly in each other's houses and going to Disney and that sounds amazing. Oh, what a life. And if it were in Golden Oak to bring it back to Golden Oak, that would be even more amazing. So totally. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to add it to my to-do list right now. Yeah. Um, okay, so for this drive, how many hours is is the driving part without the the stopping? Like if you drove straight through, no no stops. I think if you drove straight through with no stops, it's somewhere between twenty and twenty two hours. Okay, and do you have any for this go round? You'll decide which route you're going to take sort of on the fly. Do you usually try to just do mostly driving or will you identify some things that like, oh, we're going this way this time. Like maybe we should stop and go to a particular restaurant we like, or we're going to see a site like the world's biggest ball of yarn or whatever. I don't know is if that's on your route, but... <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen the world's biggest ball of yarn yet. I uh -huh. might have to look that up. Uh, but <laughs> typically we do uh, try to make the road trip more fun. So like one time we stopped off uh, at my cousin's pizzeria in Pennsylvania, which was awesome to see the family on the way back. Uh -huh. uh, another time we stopped for the night around uh, seven or eight o'clock at night, which was really early to stop driving, uh -huh. but we were in Columbia, South Carolina. So we wanted to uh, tour, tour around the city. And so mm -hmm. we try to make it not just about getting to the destination, but enjoying uh, the drive along the way. All right. So arriving in Orlando on Monday, the 18th, yeah. where are you going to be staying for this first leg of your Disney vacation? Uh, first leg will be at Caribbean Beach Resort. Nice. Okay. And you've stayed there before. Um, I'm sure. Do you know what section you will be in? So we've only stayed there one night before. Okay. Okay. Uh, on our last trip, it was an add-on night um, for our vacation because we had ju just come off of four after-hours events in a row. Mm -hmm. And I said to James, like, you know, I don't think this is wise to start driving at 6 a.m. after finishing an after-hours at 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should extend one extra, extra night and just sort of chill and, and decompress. Mm -hmm. So we booked... Um, Caribbean beach for one night. Mm -hmm. And at that time we stayed in the Jamaica pavilion or is that what they're called? Are they called pavilions areas? I don't, I don't even know. We I, I, like Jamaica. it's like a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So we stayed in the Jamaica neighborhood uh -huh. and our room was literally the closest you could get to the Joffrey's cart and the Skyliner stand. And oh, it nice. was the most incredible room. And I uh -huh. wish we could have that longer. So I, I'm I'm crossing my fingers that we end up in that exact room. Okay. When you were there, because it was only for one night, did you get to do things like go over and check out the the main area with the the quick service and the pool and all that kind of stuff? We ate at Centertown Market. We strolled around the grounds a little bit for a mm -hmm. walk to do some exploring. I don't think we really saw everything that the resort has to offer because we also went to Epcot that same day because, mm -hmm. you know, we're taking a break. So why not go to a park? And walk 20,000 steps. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> That's just us. I know. Listen, you're you're my type of people. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to exploring more of the grounds, maybe checking out some of the restaurants. I want to do the walk to uh, Riviera and mm-hmm. go to Le Petit Cafe to get some coffee. Oh, yes. Just absorb myself in all of that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So for this first leg of, and I'm calling it legs because I know that that you have, it's broken up a bit. So for this first leg, yeah. are you at Caribbean Beach uh, the entire first leg? Yes. Okay. The whole time. Okay. Fantastic. So do you have a sense of like, will you have a lot of the day that first day to do things or, or will you be pulling in in the evening and kind of getting settled for the night? Um, so we'll be pu- pulling in in the morning of the uh, 18th. We okay. anticipate arriving to Florida on the 17th in the evening. Okay. And we're going to stay that night in Clearwater, drive up to Orlando in the morning. And so we should have that whole first day. Uh, I believe we have Magic Kingdom Park passes for that day. Maybe we'll do a little bit of exploring around. Nothing specific plan for that first day, just a a nice Disney bubble kind of day. Fantastic. Okay. Have you been to Disney during the holidays? Yes. We love Disney during the holidays. Uh, This is going to be an annual sort of trip for us, I think, a Uh tradition. And we, we just, the magic at the holidays is amazing. I was not planning on going this holiday season, but Spoiler alert, it's happening. When are you going? I will just miss you. I'm only going down for the weekend. So <laughs> while you're on the road, I will I will be there soaking up as much holiday magic as I can, which works out actually because like work's going to be busy the following week. And I have the, what is it? The silver level, annual, whatever it is, it's, it's the level that you can get with being DVC. And yeah. so there's a two, like a two-week blackout period during Christmas and New Year's specifically. And wow. so I think my blackout period starts on Monday the 18th. So of course, just sliding in right <laughs> under the wire. Um, I love that. You're going to love it. It's oh, so I'm so critical. I'm so excited. I, I have a little notes uh, app, little note on my phone that I've I've marked the specific things that I want to do. And I'm going to have to really fight the urge to just do all the things I usually love to do because I have such a limited amount of time. It's like, no, you need to go see Gertie. You yeah. need to do this. You need to do that. So narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So Monday the 18th, when does this particular leg end? So it's the 18th through? I believe it's the 21st. Okay. Um, yeah, we check out on the 21st. We have a nice breakfast planned with some friends. We're going to hit up Disney Springs and then we're going to go off to celebrate the actual Christmas holiday with our families. Okay. All right, so let's briefly talk through the days in between. What parks are you going to? So Magic Kingdom the first day, Tuesday the 19th, where are you, where are you headed? Uh, that's our Epcot day. Really mm-hmm. excited about that because it'll be our first time doing Festival of the Holidays. Mm. Uh, we're going to do the Candlelight Processional, and we have the breakfast package booked at Garden Grill for that, uh, which we haven't done before. So it's going to oh. be a great day. Listen, Garden Grill – is our family's favorite breakfast on property, probably. It, it Certainly before the pandemic, we went back in September and it had finally reopened for breakfast because for the longest time you could not have breakfast there. And they've changed it slightly, but it was still so good. So I, I really hope you love it. Um, I've heard so many good things about it. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. It's a great character experience because you really like it's not a huge restaurant. So you see the characters multiple times. And I've said this before, it's almost to the point of being a little awkward because you see them and you're like, I just saw you. (laughs) I might have to figure out a Disney bound or something for that because so at Topolino's, I had a whole Donald thing going on. And Mm -hmm. when Donald would come back, it was always so fun and funny because he was interacting with Basically, uh-huh. my Donald Lounge fly. He, he okay. stole off my chair. It was super cute. So I have to, uh-huh. I have to think about something for this breakfast. Okay, yeah. Daisy did the same thing to my friend's Daisy purse. So there's something with those two ducks. They are thieves, <laughs> running off with people's bags. Um, yeah, the the Chip and Dale interactions are especially 
cute, I think. But maybe I'm just a little biased because they're my favorite. I mean, they're so mischievous. How could you not love them? I know. I love them so much. Um, And then I assume that you'll try to get down to living with the land and see the holiday decorations down there. Absolutely. So last year, I didn't know that you were supposed to ride it at night. And I wrote it during the day, which was lovely because the overlay is just beautiful. But Mm -hmm. I am so excited. It's a top priority to see it in the dark at night. Can't wait. Yeah, I don't I think I'm gonna definitely do it. But I don't think I will have the opportunity to see it at night based on our plans. So but I've seen the the pictures. It looks amazing. You'll still love it. It was beautiful. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm even going to try to go visit Figment in his little sweater. Yes. And I'm not a huge Figment person, but I've never I'm like, it. he's, you haven't? No. Oh my God. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay. I've also never ridden Spaceship Earth. So that's on the list of things. To Kate. Know, right? Oh my God. Okay. Wow. Okay, so I have personally, I, I did it in the past uh, uh-huh. before James, but James has never ridden Spaceship Earth. Okay. And you've been a lot of times, so I yes. have to ask, what what was keeping him away from it? Um, Epcot is about food and drinks for us. Okay. But there's so many times when you walk in and it's like, oh, five minute wait, like do it on your way to the food and the drinks. Like maybe I walk in at the wrong times, but mm-hmm. every time I walk by Spaceship Earth, it always has like a really long line or at, le- at least it looks deceptively long. Uh-huh. No, I would say trust the number that it says on the sign okay. because the majority basically the whole line is outside. Okay. And and it's an omni mover, so it does move quickly unless somebody has, you know, needs assistance getting off. It's continually yeah. moving. Um I don't know, there's just something about that ride and you'll when you do it cuz you have to do it this time. The the smells of Alexandria burning and uh just like Judy Dench's voice and then when your car tilts back and you're kind of like looking up at these lights that is just it's so relaxing. So, oh my gosh, I can't it wait to hear lovely. how he likes it. Okay. So, I don't I don't love Figment, but I feel like you, you got to do it all. You got to do it all at least once. And I, I get the the nostalgia for Figment for those who are like really Figment fanatics. I don't know enough about him to know if I'm going to love him or hate him. Right now, I like his color. Okay. Do you, you like mischievous creatures? Yes. Are you a Stitch fan? Yes. Okay. You probably will like him. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, okay. Yeah. I'm not a stitch person. He's like a little too chaotic for me. And it's sort of the same thing with figment. Like, I think what I like is the idea of figment, Mm -hmm. but the character himself, I'm just like, meh, but I'll write it every once in a while just because you have to. Um, Especially if he's wearing a cute sweater. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay. Any, any other firsts at Epcot? Um, we've never done Festival of the Holidays, so mm-hmm. we're going to be doing the cookie stroll, I think. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for some of the uh, holiday storytellers, mm-hmm. um, especially the Hanukkah one and La Befana from Italy, because those both tie into mine and James's uh, heritages. So okay. I'm really excited for those ones in particular. Um, I am excited for some of the food. I've heard something about like this Borzon and fig souffle that's supposed to be really good. So that's on my list. Okay. All right. Where Do you know where that one's being served? Mm, no, I have mm. to look it up. I think it was Ashley Ever After that mentioned it. In, oh, uh, okay. Story, so I have to go look for it. Yes. Another great creator. I love yes. following Ashley. Um, do you have the the... It's called the Food and Wine app. Do you have that app? No. Okay. There's an app. Um, I don't know if it's specific to Apple. I don't think it is. I think you can get it on any kind of phone. Um, it's called Food and Wine, but every festival, it like refreshes with the menus for that. And so you can go in and as you try things, you can rate them, but you can also look at each booth and mark something as wished for. Oh. And then- 
you can pull it up in map version and you can filter it. So you're only seeing the things you were interested in trying. And that way you can be like, oh yeah, there were things at this booth and just kind of like refer to it as you walk around World Showcase. That is such a great tip. I have everything on a paper list right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really, it's really helpful. I will, I will message you the information so that you know exactly which one you're looking for, but it refreshes for any like uh, flower and garden, anything like all the menus get updated um, frequently. And if you want to put like a review and a photo of your dish on there, you can. I never do that. I just like wish for things and then like use the map feature because I find it. Um, I, I get what I refer to as menu ADD, um, mm-hmm. which is like there's too many choices. I can't focus. And so it really helps me to go through all the menus in advance and just like have an, a sense of what I think I might want so that if I get overwhelmed in the moment, I can be like, oh, yeah, I was going to get that. That is so smart. And I feel like it'll also help us in like the creator journey of it to Mm -hmm. keep track of our ratings without having to like pull up my notes app and try to remember and put food with a picture and and all of that stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will send it to you. Okay. Fantastic. And for you mentioned Candlelight Processional. Who is your narrator supposed to be that day? It's going to be Sterling K. Brown. Ooh, okay. I I love him. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. I loved This Is Us, and I have to admit, I sort of fell off between seasons, and now I'm behind, so. I'm exactly the same. I was religious about watching it, like, on TV. I don't even have cable anymore, but Uh when it first started, I would be home every night for This Is Us, Uh Um, and then I I guess sort of around the time I met James, I stopped watching it. Uh Uh, and we started watching it together, but we haven't made it even through the first season consecutively yet. And we just keep restarting every time we try to sit down to it. So I do have to go back and visit that show, but I absolutely loved it for the longest time. They they had their series finale, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Then that means we can binge it whenever we want and be able to make it to the end as long as they don't remove it from whatever platform it's currently on. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing because it was it, – such a good show and like the acting is is amazing and he in particular was always just like right on there for me thousand percent agree yeah okay all right any other epcot day uh plans like are you going to use genie plus at all or are you just going to kind of go where the wind takes you i think we're gonna play it by ear we generally don't decide that until the moment um Mm -hmm. and it really depends on like on, on this leg, maybe not. Maybe rides aren't going to be a priority as we're going through the Festival of the Holidays for the first time. So mm-hmm. if it's if it's cheap enough and if it makes sense to the rest of the structure of the day, then maybe. But I'm going to say mm-hmm. probably not. Okay. I think we're going to probably buy it on a later leg of the trip. Oh, which yeah. We're You've got time. Yes, you've got time. <laughs> All right. So let's move into Wednesday the 20th. Which park is that day? Uh, that's going to be the day that I'm most looking forward to. So I think we're going to start with a little bit of Animal Kingdom because I've never done Animal Kingdom at the holidays at all. Okay. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the Merry Menagerie. Uh, I really, at some point on the trip, it doesn't have to be this particular day, but I need a picture with Chip and Dale in their dino costumes before Dino Land is done. I've never <gasps> done that true. photo off. I don't think I have either. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Good idea. All right. So cute. Any other holiday things that are going on in Animal Kingdom? Because I don't think I even – I do know about the gingerbread giraffe, but that's over at the lodge. The lodge, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know of anything specific that's on my radar for holidays. Um, We want to do things like maybe Nomad Lounge, which we've never done before. Kate, you are blowing my mind. This, yeah, I cannot wait to hear what you think about Nomad. Nomad Lounge is a must-do for me. It's so good. Okay. The silly thing is, is that well, on our honeymoon, when we had the Animal Kingdom Day, we were right there. We were second in line for Nomad Lounge, but we really didn't know enough to know why we wanted to do this. We just saw a lot of creators saying it's it's a cool bar, uh-huh. and so we decided to walk away from it. And I was like, I I kick myself now. Well, you're in for a real treat. Uh, You can just totally make a meal out of all the little things that you can order there. So I highly recommend the bread service and the churros for sure. And Mm -hmm. for drinks, my favorite one is the Jen's Tattoo. 
which you can get a non-alcoholic version of. It's like vodka and I want to say there's like a watermelon element to it. And it comes with this little gummy looking flower thing that is, it's like a, a, it's from nature. It's not made of gummy, but it's like, it's nature's gummy Um, and it's edible and it just makes the drink look so unique and pretty and yeah, and it's just tasty. So be careful because it's it's so tasty that you could just really drink it up and not even realize you're having anything. I love drinks like that. (laughs) Bring them on. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. You're going to be in heaven there. So enjoy. And the the churros are gluten free. I always like to mention that just because like there are people out there who specifically need gluten free Mm -hmm. and they do not taste like they are like allergy friendly churros. They just taste like the best churros I've ever had. Wow. So so high recommendations for the churros. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so good. All right. So you said you were going to start at Animal Kingdom. Where do you think you'll hop to? Uh, well, then that evening we have tickets for the last Jollywood Nights party of the year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we all heard how that started out, but I have heard so many good things since that opening night. So that's a lot to look forward to. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard those first reviews and honestly, like me and James talked about it and like if you're if you're only there for a limited time and the party happened the first party of the year happens to be in that time slot and you won't be able to go to another one then mm-hmm. definitely do that first party of the year but mm-hmm. i'm not a first party of the year kind of person i like right. being able to collect all of the reviews from everyone who goes to that first night and mm-hmm. then make my plan from there if i can so i'm excited that we're going to the last night of the year because now like all of the reviews are pretty much in. And so mm-hmm. now I can plan selectively of what I wanted to want to do, what I'm not going to waste time in. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get a drink at the tip top lounge, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to go watch the band there. And yeah. I feel like maybe you wouldn't have known that if you went to the first one. So I feel like we can have a really good night here. Okay. Do you have a special outfit plan? Because Jollywood night as a party is an opportunity to really zhuzh it up and, you know, put your best foot forward. So what's your plan for your outfit? I might have a pretty sequined dress in mind and I might have bought some new sneakers. Mm -hmm. Um, So Aldo just released this Disney 100 collection and they are so stupidly cute they're uh the shoes that i bought are are just regular regular runners but they're silver and they've got a mickey design on the side of them with a bunch of gems and they're gonna look so nice for comfy shoes with the sparkly dress nice oh i can't wait to see those yeah, I, I I love mixing like something really stylish like that with something that just makes it comfortable so you can actually enjoy your evening and not think about how much your feet hurt hurt and totally. all that. That so. that is 100% my vibe. <laughs> okay. All right. So, after Jollywood Nights Thursday the 21st, you mentioned that you had uh breakfast plans. Mm-hmm. And where is that for? Uh, So we're going to be heading over to the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, It's going to be my first time seeing this resort at all. We have not (gasps) been able to park hop here. And I hear that it's magical at Christmas. Uh Uh, So we're really looking forward to that. We have breakfast at Whispering Canyon. And Uh we're spending breakfast with uh, two of our creator friends. Very nice. Okay. And by the time people hear this, you will have already done this. So if you you want to reveal who you had... You can, or we can save it for the post trip. Up to Um, you. We will be having breakfast with Sachi and Forty, who are Manhattan to Main Street on uh, Instagram. Fantastic. And I will break the news to you, Kate, that I have an interview with Sachi next week. (laughs) So (laughs) I will look forward to listening to her trip report too. Like all of these worlds are coming together. Love it. Um, Okay. Well, you're going to love Wilderness Lodge. I will say that. Uh, that is by far my favorite resort on Disney property. I just think right. it's it's just so laid back and it just makes you feel like you're – I mean, you want to feel like you're at Disney, but it, it doesn't feel like you're in the middle of such a packed 
resort area. It just feels like you're kind of off in the woods and it's just beautiful. Whispering Canyon is a lot of fun. Um, And if you are somebody who likes to get into the antics of the servers, you will have an even better time. But the food is good too. So that's like- Bring on all the ketchup. I've heard the things about the ketchup bottles. (laughs) Yes, ketchup, or they will sometimes bring out like, uh, what is it? Like a, a- hobby horse type thing and make the kids run around the restaurant with it. And, you know, it's, it's a good time. Alex loved it. We went there actually for the first time last February and we ended up eating twice, like once breakfast, once like a lunch or dinner. And Alex still talks about it. He's like, where's that place where they yelled at me? (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, So on our last trip or maybe two trips ago, we uh, we had a dinner planned at 50s Primetime Cafe. And I was like so looking forward to all the antics. But then we had a server who was really subdued and really kind and nice. But Uh we didn't get that sort of vibe that I was hoping for. So I'm hoping Uh that maybe this uh, makes up for that. Yeah, I I would say that if you don't feel like you're getting that kind of attention from the servers directly to you, if you notice them giving it to somebody else, like you can get in on the action and kind of like signal to them like, no, I want to do stuff too. Because sometimes like if they think that maybe you're on the shyer side or if they think like, oh, it looks like they're having a conversation, then they may not interrupt. But good tip. If somebody's like, you know, nearby and they ask for ketchup, like if you don't have it on your table, like go get it off somebody else's table and give it to them and like get in on the ketchup delivery service. (laughs) I would totally do something like that. I have no shame. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So after uh, breakfast with our friends, uh, Sashi and Forty, where are you headed to next? You said, I think Disney Springs, right? Yep. So uh, okay. hoping to pick up some Gideon's cookies to bring down to James's parents who will be visiting with uh, later that day. Um, also hoping to maybe hit up like the outlet mall and uh, the character warehouse along the way. And then we're driving down south. Okay. Driving down south. And this is for your Christmas time yep. with with family. Um <laughs> Are you going to be in Clearwater again? I should ask. <laughs> so two different legs. <laughs> okay. So James's parents are in a little town called Cape Coral. My mm-hmm. parents are in a little town called Clearwater. I guess they're not little towns. I, I <laughs> whatever. Maybe they're cities. I mean, uh, so- <laughs> little compared to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Cape Coral uh, until the twenty sixth, and then in the morning of the twenty sixth, we'll drive up to my parents in Clearwater. Okay. And then if you want the next part, uh, my parents are until the 29th. I'm sure you have lots of holiday fun planned. Uh, This is primarily about your Disney stuff, though. But is there anything during your holiday break that you want to to mention? Nothing, nothing super important. Just spending time with family, absorbing those good family Christmas vibes. Wonderful. All right. So the 29th, you're driving back to Orlando for this leg of the trip, where will you be staying? Uh, So we'll have two different resorts. So this will be a bit of a split stay. Um, So we're starting out at the Swan. Okay. Okay. Have you stayed at the Swan before or the Dolphin? I have not. I have stayed at the Dolphin. Uh, Mm -hmm. So last year at the exact same time of year, we booked Dolphin. And there's a specific reason for booking Swan and Dolphin for these dates. Do you want to know it? I do. Okay, so our New Year's tradition, Epcot on New Year's Eve is totally our thing. We love being in those Epcot resort area places because we don't want to deal with transportation in any way, shape or form on New Year's Eve. So we discovered last year Dolphin was great because we could walk out the back entrance and we could just walk back to our hotel. So Mm -hmm. that was one of the first things that we booked on this trip is uh, we booked Swan because we've never stayed there before. And uh, just because the the prices are a little bit more reasonable than some of the Disney resorts for New Year's Eve specifically. I have stayed and I can't, I just can't remember which one. I've stayed at either the Swan or the Dolphin (laughs) at one point. And it, it was very nice. The location is fantastic. And I can't remember... I think when I was looking at the differences between the two, it was like one of them has, uh, if you're in a double room, it's double beds. 
But in the other one, it's queen size beds. That's the only difference I remember was the size of the bed. Last time we were in a single bed room, like mm-hmm. we, we had one uh, queen bed in our room. Uh-huh. So I don't know uh, if that's going to be different this time or if we'll have yeah. like the two beds in the room, but mm-hmm. I'll, I will report back. <laughs> okay. All right. And then at some point, we we all need to try the Swan Reserve because that looks yes. very nice too. Yes, it does. I haven't even walked over there yet. Usually I like to, even if I haven't stayed somewhere, I like to have at least kind of explored what the, the grounds look like, but I haven't had I a chance to get over there. I will let you know if we have a chance to explore it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So driving back to Orlando, split stay starting at the Swan and you're doing that so that you can spend New Year's Eve in the boardwalk area. Mm -hmm. Um, When you get back to Orlando, are you doing a park on the 29th? So right now our plan is to actually do a boardwalk creation day. So we're just going to stroll around the boardwalk, maybe go to Disney Springs or something like that too. Um, But that's just a content creation kind of day. Let's see how we can have the most fun, most food, most drinks. Uh, Just explore the area. Okay. Fantastic. There's a lot to do in the boardwalk area. So I'm sure you will probably have more on your list to do than you will actually end up having time to do. More than likely, yes. Yeah. On the 30th, Mm -hmm. what's the plan for the 30th? So on the 30th, James's parents actually surprised us the last time that we visited them. Uh, They are not Disney people, but they've heard us go on and on about Disney for at least the last year and a half, two years now. Uh Um, And so they surprised us and they're like, hey, so we decided we're going to join you for New Year's Eve at Disney. And we're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. And we so now we've crafted a whole plan to get them into the Disney bubble that we're really excited about. Okay. So the 30th, um, Magic Kingdom actually, uh, for anyone who doesn't know this, on the 30th, Magic Kingdom runs their entire New Year's Eve programming. So they'll run it two nights in a row, um, the 30th and the 31st. You know, Whoa. what on earth just happened? <laughs> Um, I, I'm not sure if I'll edit this out or not, because that was just really funny. But we can see each other, obviously, on video for anyone who's listening. And somehow, like, balloons just went up in front of Kate. Obviously, not real balloons. But suddenly, just- it was a party. <laughs> The, the, the computer was just so excited that James's parents are going to be joining us for New Year's that they wanted to get in on the celebration. That was hilarious. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how that happened. Like the, the funniest thing, this is totally an aside and if you want, you can edit this out. But the funniest is when uh, that happens in a session with a client because I'm a therapist and sometimes like they'll be moving really animatedly and and balloons will come up but they're talking about something really serious oh god it's so hard to keep a straight face when that happens but oh it's actually gosh. a really nice moment of comedic uh relief can they see the balloons happening too yeah, yeah, totally. okay <laughs> that would be really bad if they could see the balloons and you're like and what balloons and then you just pretend like you don't see them and they're like oh god <laughs> i'm going insane um Okay. Yes. Now I knew about the two nights in a row, but I had completely forgotten. So until you said it, like that felt like new information. Then I was like, no, 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 I've heard this before. Okay. That's, I I think it's so amazing that Disney does that because it, I'm sure it is going to be packed on both of those nights, but that just shows you like there's so many people that want to partake in those shows to be able to go ahead and and give more people the opportunity to see it is just I think fantastic. So Totally. And it's really nice for us cuz we like the the New Year's Eve sort of more adult celebration of the Epcot and the experience of all the drinks and and not just drinking but like doing that kind of uh party vibe. But Mm -hmm. I love the magic of Magic Kingdom. So being able to hear Mickey and Minnie count us down from 10 to midnight is just such a nice way to start that part of the trip. And James's parents are coming up, so they will be with you at Magic Kingdom for those fireworks? Yes, they will. Okay. Um, We also have a Steakhouse 71 reservation for that day because we wanted to get them started with a really nice meal. And Mm -hmm. we love Steakhouse 71. So we're doing that around, I think, 2 p.m. or something, like a late lunch. 
Nice. Okay. I love Steakhouse 71. Mm-hmm. It is very, very good. So I can't wait to hear all about that meal. And James's parents have heard you talking about Disney, but have they ever done anything at I all in Disney? I've never been to Disney. I kind of want to make them some sort of a shirt, like mom's first trip to Disney or something like that. I don't know if we'll have time. Like I'm in a really big time crunch and I have a long list of things to do, but Uh if I can sneak in making them a t-shirt, I think it would be awesome. I think you should for sure get them a button, a first visit (laughs) button. And then if you, if you do not have time, I would say I'm sure there are plenty of creators out there that could whip something up pretty quickly for you. This is true. Especially, what is the um, the cast member thing that happened during the pandemic? Do you remember the name of there was a Facebook oh, group? Yes, I do. It's um, I'm I'm a member of it too. I know, I am too. Ears for each other. Yes, ear for each other. Yes, 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 right. yes. Ear for each other. It is a Facebook group, and it was sort of created during the pandemic as a way to try to offer opportunities for cast members who were furloughed and and not able to be working during that time to use um, that platform as a place to kind of advertise their creative efforts. So to some people, it might be, you know, oh, I do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique transformations. I can come to your hotel room and do this. Or I, I make, I saw like, cookie trays or charcuterie boards to have delivered to your room and stuff like that. So um, I bet you could find somebody in that that you could pay to make you something and have it waiting for you at your resort. That is totally true. I should look into it. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes for anybody who's interested in in the group. It's there's still people posting in there about little side gigs that they have and they're so creative and it's a great way to support support cast members and it's just so nice the way like the disney community of like fans and friends just come together in places and spaces like that i love that yeah yeah no i i've always known that the disney community was a great community to be a part of sometimes it can be easy to forget that when you see certain things in comment threads um but in general i would say 98% of the people that you're interacting with in the Disney fandom out there are like just wholesome people who love to have a good time and are able to connect with their inner child and be playful and creative. And it's just such a welcoming place to be. It totally is. And I've made my best friends on this site. Like everything is great. And you mentioned inner child. So I'm going to show you the shirt that I made for my last trip literally says nurturing my inner child oh I love that (laughs) oh you made that yeah I did okay you have a a cricket I do have a cricket I I have a cricket too I love my cricket (laughs) I my only issue is that here in New York uh we don't have a ton of storage space so uh, I see where you are sitting it looks like you probably have a a space that's dedicated to your cricket, whereas mine is like tucked away in a closet. And every time I use it, I have to pull it out and set up a whole station on the dining room table. (laughs) So yes, I do have this space. This space also doubles as my therapy office. So we're very much a fan of all of the Disney decor, thank goodness, but Mm -hmm. it's pretty crammed in here. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can see how I could be, you know, sitting in a therapy session and be like, oh, staring at Grogu is is helping me. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. If if I had more space, I would want a space that looks like where you are sitting right now, just that was, is full of things I love. And uh, that's, that's one thing that you do not get living in New York City usually is a spare room to be able to do that. Yeah. This is technically supposed to be a second bedroom. There's no way you could actually fit a bedroom set in here. I lived one time, My I think it was, yeah, it was my very first apartment in New York. The bedroom that I lived in was literally as wide as the bed was long without a headboard or a footboard. And it was probably maybe four feet from the doorway to the edge of the bed. And so I remember I had to raise the bed up to have any kind of storage space underneath it. And had I not raised the bed up to be able to do that, I think I could have leapt from the doorway into my bed. Which kind of sounds awesome. 
I mean, it does sound awesome, but then the minute I raise it up, I'm, I'm only 5'3", so leaping up into anything like that was not going to happen. Um, but Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. 5'3", yep. I'm definitely, you know, you find your ways to get around things when you're, when you're uh, a little person. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So you are going to try to get James's parents' shirts if you can, and you're going to try to uh, expose them to the best parts of Disney. Are you at all concerned? Because sometimes when you love something so much that maybe it will, their expectations will be too high. Like how are you going to navigate managing expectations so that they can fall in love with it too? Um, so yes, I am concerned about that because I also get really excited, especially mm-hmm. when I'm with new people who haven't done stuff before. So I'm going to have to really keep myself in check and remember like, it's not just about me. There's other people here. They need to enjoy it. So I have to remember to just take it slow, take a breath, do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the things that we have picked are things that if they're going to fall in love with Disney, they'll do it on this mm-hmm. trip. We've picked things that I think they will gravitate towards. So we're definitely going to ride living with the land with them. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get them on Soarin' um, mm-hmm. because I think they'll really love that. And then in in the next coming days of the trip, uh, we'll talk about some other things that we're going to get them to do. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, side question. Have you possibly heard when uh, Soarin' Over California is ending? People that I've read have said it's at least through the end of the year. I don't uh-huh. know if that means December 31st or like into January. So I, I haven't heard a specific date. I, I was curious because I have not heard. And I'm going, we're talking about like bringing new people in February. I'm taking a trip and bringing my sister and her kids and they've never been. And I'm so excited. And I personally want to ride Soarin' Over California, which I will plan to do when I'm there this month. Mm-hmm. But I want her to see it in its usual format. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like Soarin' Around the World, as much as people love Soarin' Over California, maybe it's because I've I've never experienced it before, but Soarin' Around the World is really magical to me. And yeah. I love seeing the pyramids and, like, the mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower and all these sites. Um, so I'm not sure how much I'm going to love Soarin' Over California, but I think uh, if I were bringing someone new that I would probably prefer them to see Soarin' Around the World for that yeah. reason. But yeah. Even if James's parents only get on Soren over California, uh, I think it, it's still just a beautiful ride experience. Okay. Well, I will cross my fingers that they love everything that you have planned for them. Um, New Year's Eve, you'll be at Epcot for that. What time do you think you need to get there to get a good spot for the festivities? Um, so I don't really know is the answer to that because okay. so we are nap people by the way um so we will always take a, a break in the middle of the afternoon uh mm-hmm. go back to the hotel rest and re-energize so that we can go through to the end of the night mm-hmm. um, and we did that last year and with the park pass reservation system uh it shouldn't be a capacity issue at the very least Mm-hmm. But so last year we made a lot of rookie mistakes in our New Year's Eve at Epcot. And we're planning to not do that again this year. Okay. Um, because last year we ended up having to go back to the resort and take a break around 9 p.m. Because maybe I drank a little bit too much here <laughs> and we did a little break from the parks. It, it so happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so last year, we had the worst view possible for fireworks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it turned out really lovely. We were watching from the Canada Pavilion, and we had like a nice little fireworks view without too much of a crowd. But this year, I want to get a really good spot. And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. we have to show up minimum an hour in advance, but maybe actually before that. So Mm -hmm. I think the plan is to just be around World Showcase and notice when crowds are starting to uh, make their way into the the area for viewing, mm-hmm. uh, which is literally all around World Showcase. As soon as we see people starting to settle into spots, I think that'll be our cue to to grab the spot. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to happen in advance of an hour before because yeah. – 
people get really, uh, I don't know, territorial about where they want to stand for these things. And you're right. You can probably enjoy it from anywhere. But if you can find a spot where like there aren't tree branches blocking part of your view and stuff, that would be ideal. All right. After New Year's Eve, what is your first move of 2024? Uh, so first move of 2024 is resort switch. Okay. Um, so we are going to check out of the Swan, check into Coronado Springs. Uh, we have booked us our, booked ourselves a room in Grand Destino Tower, which we absolutely loved on our last trip. So I'm so looking forward mm-hmm. to more time there. Um, and then before James's parents depart for the day, um, and I'm hoping that this podcast doesn't come out before our trip, or I'll just tell them to oh, not no, no. listen because this is it, totally a surprise. It will be released the same day as the post trip, so that people can listen to one straight into the other if they want, or they can just listen to the post trip. So that is so smart. I love that. Uh, so we are surprising them with uh, breakfast at Boma, and Ooh. James's mom loves savannah africa animals all of those things and we wanted to figure out how we were going to get her into animal kingdom without buying a a separate ticket just for a couple of hours so we're like let's take her to animal kingdom lodge and we'll have breakfast so they'll get all of the yummy food and then we can go visit giraffes out on the savannah oh that's perfect yeah that's a great idea without having to get a park ticket you can still have that same sort of similar experience. Okay. Have you eaten at Boma before? We did on our last trip on a whim and it was one of our favorite meals that we've had there. And it's so reasonably priced for what you get. Yeah. I haven't tried it. I've only been to Sanaa over at Animal Kingdom Lodge and it was delicious. Yeah. So good. What time are James's parents heading out? Like, will you have a big portion of the day where it's just the two of you again? Uh, probably, I think so. So they'll probably go out right after breakfast. I think we booked breakfast maybe for 10 or 11 a.m. I don't even know. Um, but the day was originally going to be just a chill day for me and James before we knew that they were coming. Uh, mm-hmm. So we actually have boathouse reservations for that evening, too. Uh, we've nice. never done two sit-down restaurants in one day. So I'm not sure how that's going to go if we're going to be like just totally full from breakfast by the time we stroll in for dinner. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like you can make room, <laughs> especially for one of the cocktails that has the little ducky in it. It's That's so exactly cute. why I want to go there. <laughs> it's so cute. And I i mean, I know what would I do with a ducky, but I, I forgot mine at the table when I ate there. And I was like, oh, my duck. But- the same thing happened with our souvenir drink glasses. Uh, one that we got at Flower and Garden that James mm-hmm. just threw in the garbage. And then another that we got at uh, Trader Sam's that he just didn't want to bring with us or we left at the table or something like that. And I was like, uh-huh. why don't I keep these things? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you keep your duck if, if you want to. <laughs> but it's it's the photo opportunity alone. And, and it, totally. it was a tasty drink. So that will be delicious. All right. So January 2nd, what's the plan? Uh, I believe that's going to be Animal Kingdom all day long. Okay. We have never done a full day at Animal Kingdom. We're usually like, uh, like I said, we like to nap in the middle of the day. So Mm -hmm. usually once we hit our nap point, we don't tend to go back because it usually closes early. But -hmm. this time I have, I am convinced that we want to stay till the end because I want to see Pandora at night. I want to see the lights. I want to, I want to get the night vibes of Animal Kingdom on this trip. Okay. So does that mean that you're going to go and take your nap and for sure come back or that you're going to, okay. Okay. Cause I was trying to think where in animal kingdom could you nap? And that's always a question for me is, are there places where you could like squeeze in little cat naps, you know, here and there? Me personally, I have way too much anxiety and I'm way too much of a light sleeper to ever nap anywhere but bed or a couch. So I don't think it's my thing to nap on a ride or anything like that. Um, Uh But I'm sure other people like can definitely recharge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it's the New Yorker in me. I'm like, I can fall asleep, you know, (laughs) no matter how much noise is going on. so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My husband would be like, do not go to sleep on the train. I'm like, I can't 
help it. It's just one of those things you do, you doze off, but then you, you kind of know where you are and you know when to pop back up to be able to make your stop. I, I don't think I've ever had a time where I've missed a stop because of being asleep. I could never fall asleep on the subway here in Toronto. I would be yeah. too paranoid that I was either going to get mugged or I was going to miss miss a stop. Yeah, yeah. No, I like I've I've done it before where I've I've actually like fallen asleep and just kind of woken up a a, a stop or two in advance and I'm good to go. Lately I have been I don't know, I guess a little bit more concerned where I let myself doze off between stops. And then when we pull into the station, I open my eyes so that nobody's going like, to grab my stuff and run out the door. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All day Animal Kingdom. Any other dining reservations for that day? Um, nothing reserved, but like I said, Nomad Lounge is on our list. Um, mm-hmm. I also have Flame Tree Barbecue on my list of maybes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few. There's a lot of things that we haven't tried, especially at Animal Kingdom. It's a park that we've spent the least amount of time in. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you, there will be plenty to do, especially if you're going to definitely come back after after your nap. January 3rd. Off to um, Hollywood Studios for the day. No real big plans here. I'm hoping maybe we'll check out Baseline Tap House, which I've never done before. I'm not a beer person, but I hear that there's other things that might be interesting or appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Might meet up with some friends. You know, nice. just a chill day. Yeah, I think they have cider there if you're a cider person. No. I'm like no. a liquor, sweet, like it, it okay. needs to taste good. Like that drink that you described for me at No okay. Lounge, that's my vibe. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you could ask for, for any kind of drink there. I think I've had like a margarita there. Like, you Perfect. know, they've got stuff. And then uh, don't sleep on the charcuterie board if you yes, want a little something that. to go. <laughs> yes. January 4th, Charles's birthday. Uh, my husband. <laughs> is it actually? Yes. J- January 4th is his birthday and my dad's birthday too. So Nice. Yeah. Funny thing. James's birthday is the very next day. Oh, okay. I did not realize you were going to be celebrating a birthday while you were there. Okay. All right. Um, Fantastic. So January 4th is just going to be Magic Kingdom Day. Soak in the magic. Get Mm -hmm. our our last little vibes in before we have to leave soon after. Okay. Any dining reservations for the 4th? Not that I recall. I know that one of these days, and I can't remember exactly which, and it's not on my spreadsheet because I made this plan afterwards, uh, we will be having another dinner with uh, some creator friends. So this okay. time it's going to be 999 Happy Haunts here, Dana. Oh, yay. Love We're going to be, uh, what are we doing? We're doing, not Dahlia Lounge. What's the other one um, at Coronado at the top? Toledo. Toledo. Yes, we're going to be having dinner together at Toledo. Uh, she's bringing her husband and her daughter, Ariel, and uh, me and James are going to be there and it's going to be great. I just don't remember exactly what day it is. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's exciting. She's another one that I tend to interact with a lot on Instagram. So mm-hmm. very exciting. I hope one day I will get to say hello to her in person. So um, okay, that will be fantastic. I've never been to Toledo. Um, I hear good things. We have never been either. Yeah. Looking forward to a good steak. It should be good. They have some nice views up there from what I understand too. So all right. James's birthday. January 5th. Based on my calculation, you are about to leave. What What are you doing in honor of his birthday on this day, though? You've got to be doing so, something special. Literally, my note beside uh, that on my spreadsheet is James's birthday, whatever he wants. <laughs> oh, it's a choose your own James Adventure Day. Okay. Yes. We do have reservations for uh, Topolino's breakfast, which is our favorite breakfast on property, our favorite character breakfast ever. So that's going to be really fun. Um, And then James, all he said that he wants to do is just drinks, meet up with people, whoever's around, uh, Mm -hmm. some food, wandering. It's not going to be a park day, we don't think, but we do have annual passes, so we can park hop into anywhere after two if we want to. Um, But basically, he gets control of the whole day. Wait, question. You Mm -hmm. said park hop after two. What day does that go away? Because I think park hopping 
I thought that was January 9th, but I yeah, it was. Wrong. It's like right around this time. It's in so. that week, but I didn't think it was okay. going to be on our trip. Okay. Okay. So probably not a park day, but we're going to choose your own adventure. Totally. Okay. James doesn't make a big deal of his birthday at all. So I'm uh-huh. trying to make him make a big deal of it. I'm, we're definitely getting him a button. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe I'll make him a t-shirt special for it if I have time again. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we're going to make James's birthday a good day. Okay. And then the sixth is your checkout day. Home time. Are you going to be leaving You know, early in the morning to hit the road? Yeah, I think so. I don't think um, I don't think we can add on an extra day. Usually, we tend to keep it a little bit flexible, and mm-hmm. um, I do have the Monday booked off of work, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can extend longer because I think James needs to be back at work, and I like that Monday just to decompress, do some laundry, chill out. So I think we have to leave on the sixth in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what you need to do maybe is if you're leaving in the morning, maybe go ahead and identify a place that you'd be interested in having a good lunch on the road just to give you something to look forward to yeah. and get you going. Yeah. Because like that's that. going to be a sad, sad day after all of these many days that you've had in Florida for this trip because this is a nice long trip. It is. I'm excited for you. I wish that I could have a trip this long. <laughs> we both work from home and we both own our own businesses. So mm-hmm. it's easier to do a longer trip for us than several short trips, even though like I feel like I could use those short trips sometimes just with work yeah. and, and like burnout and stuff like that. It's just easier to do a long stretch of a trip than it is to do the short yeah. ones. Especially when you're coming from as far as you are. It's kind of like, let's make the most of it because we've come all this way. Totally. And especially when we like to drive and, and travel takes up two of the days, four of the days technically. of the Right. Trip. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I cannot wait to hear about all of your adventures. I know I will be following along intently with all of your Instagram posts during this time and really looking forward to all the content that will come out of this, both on your Instagram and I'm sure, you know, after you get back and have time to edit uh, YouTube content, um, but we'll have all of that information in the show notes. And I would encourage everybody to go give Kate and James a follow on both platforms and you will not be disappointed. She will quickly become one of your favorite creators, I'm sure. So, Thank you so much. Right. That is so <laughs> well, You're very welcome. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. And for all the listeners out there, the post-trip report is already up and published the day that you're listening to this. So head on over to hear how it went. Woohoo! Thank you so much, Virginia. Have a great day. Thank you to Kate for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. If you are intrigued and want to hear how all these big plans panned out, head over to the Post Trip Report episode, which is live right now, immediately following this episode. And now, until next time, keep daydreaming about where you long to be.